Welcome to Knowing the Holy Spirit podcast. If you want to develop an awe and wonder in your heart, an encouraging of your faith, and an enlarging of your understanding about the work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel in your life, then this is for you. Join us as we gain clarity, destroy misconceptions, and help you unleash the power of the Spirit in your life. And now, here's your host, Kyle Carella. Kyle Carella. Welcome to Knowing the Holy Spirit podcast. If you want to develop an awe and wonder in your heart, an encouraging of your faith, and an enlarging of your understanding about the work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel in your life, then this is for you. Join us as we gain clarity, destroy misconceptions, and help you unleash the power of the Spirit in your life. And now, here's your host, Kyle Carella. Kyle Carella. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 11 of the Knowing the Holy Spirit podcast. This is your host Kyle Carella. What is going on? It's been a while since we recorded, but I'm really excited about this um, episode today as we talk about specifically, obviously, the Holy Spirit, but um, the Holy Spirit as intercessor. So the title of it will be the intercessor of the saints who is the holy spirit the intercessor for the saints um so before we get into this episode please uh follow the podcast and also if you have not listened to the other episodes please do so thank y'all so much for listening uh i think we have in this latest episode about the holy spirit as teacher we have about like 113 plays on the episode so i really appreciate it the numbers it's not really that big of a deal to me it's more are you encouraged in the scriptures are you gaining understanding are you getting closer to jesus to the father to the spirit numbers don't really mean anything if nobody's being transformed or changed or if i'm not faithfully teaching god's word accurately through this podcast and yeah it would just be in vain so but I just say that to thank you for listening to it. I really appreciate that. And I hope it blesses you. If it does, like I said, follow, share it with a friend, share it on your social media. I don't have social media, so I'm relying upon the listeners here to share it with people. If you believe it can encourage them, um, if you believe uh, it is something that would be beneficial to um people who you know in the body of christ this podcast is for believers um just so you know i'm not saying that a non-believer can't listen to this and gain something from it but this is for believers the type of stuff i'm teaching would be understood by believers okay um and yeah that being said like i said follow the podcast listen to the other episodes and share it Uh, i really appreciate um the ones who have listened, taking your time to listen. I know everyone's busy, has got stuff going on. The uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. So thank y'all so much for taking the time to listen. I really, really appreciate it. So that being said, we're going to be in Romans 8, 26 to 27. But before we get into it, I'm just going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. And then we will talk about the scripture. And I'm really excited today to record this. So. Uh, Lord God, I thank you in Jesus' name for uh, your word. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you uh, that your Holy Spirit is the one who is the mastermind behind the Bible. He's the author. He 
um, is the one who inspired the scriptures. He's the one who um, was influencing the writers of the scriptures to write down what they wrote um, as they were carried along by him, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, help us to understand, help me to communicate uh, your word accurately and what it says about the Holy Spirit as intercessor. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to communicate with simplicity, with power, with the influence of your Holy Spirit so that we can know more of who he is um, and how he functions in the life of a believer. And I ask that you encourage your body, um, that the body of believers would be more equipped to to share about the good news of the Holy Spirit that we get through Jesus Christ um, and uh, that the Spirit is God, that He's God in us and uh, help us to, to know that and to trust that He's with us right now. Uh, please, Holy Spirit, would you give us revelation and wisdom and understanding about what this passage is saying and um, I pray that we would be uh, in closer fellowship with you as we as we study this, as we read it, as we meditate upon it. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so Romans 8, 26 to 27 is probably a scripture that's been repeated um, a few times. Uh, a bunch of us have probably heard um, Romans 8 preached through a lot. Specifically, Romans 8, 28 is probably the most quoted uh, verse in Romans 8. There's a lot of quoted mm -hmm. verses, but Romans 8, 28 probably is the most quoted. Um, but also Romans 8, 26 to 27, you'll hear quoted, um, you know, as pastors go over verse by verse. This is an extremely important verse in regards to prayer. In regards to just our life as believers, because prayer is is a foundational aspect of our spiritual health and life as Christians. Prayer is huge because we can actually go to God. Part of prayer is coming into the presence of God. And we get to do that through Jesus Christ. Him dying on our behalf for our sins so that we can approach God as innocent. That we could come boldly to the throne of grace or to the mercy seat, to the most holy place, the presence of God, without the fear of death, without um, fearing uh, judgment, because Jesus has earned that for us. He, he's removed the wrath of God from us. He's taken it upon himself so that we can approach God as blameless and innocent. Um, and that if we do sin, if we confess our sin, Christ is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness so that we can approach God with boldness. Um, that That's really good news. I know that scripture um, isn't uh, about the directly about the Holy Spirit, but I think that's just important in tandem with what we're talking about today. So let's go through Romans 8, 26 to 27. I'm going to try to not make the podcast episode too long. But this is an extremely important scripture, and I need to think about it more, especially since prayer, it needs to be something I prioritize more, and this needs to be on my mind before I go to prayer, during prayer, after prayer, throughout the day. It's a, extremely important. So 
Let's start in verse 26 and then we'll go over it. I have a couple of the Greek words that I'm not going to pronounce, but I'll, I'll explain how it's translated through Blue Letter Bible. It's the app I use. Check it out so you can um, follow along with me in using the interlinear. So uh, verse 26 says in Romans 8, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So um, let's start in verse 26. We'll talk a little bit about it. So the word for Spirit here is pneuma. That could be used to, uh, I think it's used in other regards sometimes to talk about like a, a spirit that's not the Holy Spirit, not an evil spirit. Um, but uh, the word I think could translate to wind or breath, but it's clearly talking about a being here, the Holy Spirit, um, because we're getting helped in our weakness. We don't know how to pray as we are, but the spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So the context of this is is a is about God, is about Jesus. Um so it, it wouldn't make sense that it's an angelic being. Like there's nothing in the chapter um regarding angels interceding for us or anything like that. And that's why uh, yeah, I'm, that's a whole nother podcast episode. But it, the context is clearly capital S spirit it's talking about the Holy Spirit um, so he helps us in our weakness where we don't know what to pray as we ought so a couple notes here I wrote down uh, one is and I repeat this all the time this is essential and this is essential for our encouragement um, for our faith is that the spirit is divine so we're not getting help from just an ordinary being, another human being. Our help comes from the spirit who is divine, the spirit who's exactly like God. And that's how he's able to help us in our weakness. So we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us um, with groanings too deep for words. So if this is just merely just another spirit or um, a person, this isn't powerful enough because a human being interceding for us, yes, can be powerful, but who is the human being interceding for on behalf of, uh, on behalf of us? But as we read in verse 27, I'm going to skip a little bit here, is the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the Spirit always intercedes according to the will of God. Do people always intercede according to the will of God or pray as they ought? No, because otherwise we wouldn't need help from the Spirit. If we always prayed as we ought to, if we knew how to pray all the time, we wouldn't need the Spirit's help. But clearly we need the Spirit's help. But it's amazing that God in us, the Holy Spirit, is interceding for us on behalf to God the Father. And that's why his prayers are effective. 
So it mentions, I think, in James how the prayers of a righteous person are effective and they availeth much. Um, I'm kind of quoting probably like two translations mixed together, but there's something powerful about somebody who's in right standing with God, who's praying according to the will of God. So that's talking about a person, like the prayer of a righteous person. But just think about the prayer of the Holy Spirit who didn't get righteousness imputed to him, but is righteous because he is God. Righteousness comes from God. God imputes it because he is righteous. So his prayers, the Holy Spirit, his intercession for us is perfect. And does God always answer that prayer and always hear the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes, he does. Does that mean that the Holy Spirit's going to pray for us to get a new car or for all our problems to go away? No. But you best believe his prayers according to the will of God are always going to be answered. And they're always going to push us towards being more like Jesus. So that's showing the Holy Spirit's love for Jesus. The Holy Spirit's um, closeness with Jesus. Closeness with the Father and submission also to the Father and the Son. Because the Holy Spirit proceeds from the father and from the son so he's subordinate in this relationship not because he's lesser but because it's humility god's humble god has this love relationship not the father isn't better than the son the son isn't better than the spirit the spirit isn't better than the son or the father they're equal that's why the the doctrine of the trinity is so essential to understand these things even though that doctrine is far beyond our understanding i believe it's clearly taught in scripture just because we can't fully understand an infinite god doesn't mean that that doctrine is not true because it's spelled out in the scripture and it makes the best sense out of how the bible speaks about the son the father and the spirit about what kind of attributes and characteristics they have if they're not god if they're not three persons if they're not distinct if we're not teaching that it's like hmm it seems a little off with what scripture teaches we're not adding a meaning into the text we're bringing it out as best we can and i believe the best the best inference the best um exegesis meaning the best meaning to be brought out of the text is that god has revealed himself in three persons in, in one being. He's one being revealing himself in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, it's a little, that's free. That part was free right there. Um, but yeah, it's really important to know that the Spirit is divine, and that provides a lot of encouragement because I have God, the Holy Spirit, interceding for me on my behalf to the Father and his prayers always work are always effective because he is holy and he's not gonna ever act in unholiness his prayers are never going to be unholy or selfish or all about him and that's crazy because the holy spirit's god it's like the holy spirit's humble and um, a word that john piper uses is self-effacing um, when I mention John Piper, this isn't an endorsement of him. I just like the word he uses when he speaks about the Holy Spirit, self-effacing. He's the most self-effacing person of the Trinity because he's all about the Father and the Son. He proceeds from the Father and Son. He's humble. 
he's sent. He he's only speaks what he hears. It says in the book of John. So, but this is powerful that he's interceding for us with groanings, and that word groanings means sigh, sighs. Like we're there's something in our heart that's crying out through prayer. What we don't know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit interprets that for us. Um, he interprets that to God because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what we need because he's God. He's going to give us what we need in prayer and in his intercession. And he knows exactly what our hearts are crying out for. So there was a, a message I listened to and really quickly. I'll share this where the pastor was talking about how sometimes when we go into prayer and we're praying out of frustration or our heart is groaning and we're like, I just want this to end. I've prayed before dealing with depression and suicidal ideation. I'll just be really blunt. And this might be a little sensitive for people. Like, God, just end it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Take me out. And the Holy Spirit might interpret that to be like, God, he needs father he needs comfort he needs comfort right now he needs to the love of god to be poured into his heart through me the holy spirit who's been given to him he need he needs the kindness of the lord he needs to um to taste and see the goodness of god and you guess what happened i experienced just that because the holy spirit and jesus too in the same chapter of romans intercedes for me on my behalf i i went through something um that god didn't just pull me directly out of but because of the through the kindness of god the kindness of god through a person giving me a letter while i was going through that it lifted a burden off of me and you know why jesus intercedes for me he prays just like he prayed for peter i believe he does this for us it doesn't say this directly in scripture but i do believe this kind of ties in with intercession from Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He prayed for Peter that his faith may not fail. Did Peter's faith fail? No. Does the faith of God's people, if you're truly a person of God, you've put your trust in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and Jesus intercedes for you, the Holy Spirit intercedes for you, that your faith may not fail, it's not going to fail. Because Jesus doesn't lose one that the Father has given to him. No one can snatch us out of the Father's hand. And no one can snatch us out of the hand of Jesus. Because he and the Father are one. They're in unity. The salvation that he has cannot be broken, cannot be ripped apart, cannot be undone. His salvation is secure and it's permanent for his people. He's a perfect savior. He's sufficient. The Holy Spirit keeps us. Holy Spirit intercedes for us and cries out with groanings too deep for words on behalf of us when we're going through frustration. God, I just want this to end. God, please take this away from me. And the Holy Spirit reinterprets it to maybe be like he, he or she needs comfort right now. They needed to know your kindness, Lord. And God has shown that to us, but we forget. We take our eyes off of Christ and we, and we forget. We don't remember what he's done for us. And that's why we need to be reminded. That's why we need the intercession of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the intercession of Jesus. Because Jesus went through it. But he said the Father is with him. He's not left alone. 
He has, he has not been left alone. So Jesus can rightfully on our behalf um, intercede for us because he went through sufferings. He went through the temptation to give up, but he didn't. Look at how beautiful that is. The God-man, the Holy Spirit, they're praying for us. It's a win-win. I don't like going through suffering. I don't like dealing with those frustrations. I don't like um, sometimes going to prayer and just like, oh, just sitting there, oh, not even knowing what to pray. I'm just groaning. But the Holy Spirit knows what that groan is, and he interprets that to God. He brings that up to God. That's why we should just go to prayer. Even if we don't know what to pray, just approach, obviously approach God in humility, but know that the Holy Spirit can interpret that for you and and go to God, go to the Father on your behalf. And that that he always intercedes for the saints, all God's people. The saints are ones who have been set apart for God, the people of God, the ones who are in Christ. Those are saints. Every one of us who is a follower of Jesus, who has been saved by God, who has the Holy Spirit living in them. They are a saint. And the Holy Spirit prays for those people. He intercedes for those people according to the will of God. Always according to the will of God. So we need to remember this when we pray. That the Spirit intercedes for us according to his will. Sometimes we don't know what to pray because we're... We're asking for something with wrong motives. We're asking for something and or we might be hesitant to ask for it because we're like, I don't want to pray something selfishly. I don't I want to have a pure heart when I pray. This is the answer. Put your trust in the spirit, knowing that he on your behalf is interceding for you according to God's will. You can trust that because this is what the scriptures teach. The spirit searches the spirit knows the heart of god so it says in verse 27 and he who searches hearts we was talking about the father knows what the mind of the spirit is not knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of god so the spirit knows exactly what the father's thinking he knows exactly what the father's will is because they're they've been in eternity together in perfect harmony, in perfect relationship, in perfect agreement, knowing each other's thoughts, loving each other. That's why God is love, because he he's triune. If God is just Unitarian and it's just the Father or, or there's just one person, then there's nobody to love. But we enter into this love relationship because it's triune. God is love because of that, because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been pre-existent together. Um, That's a whole nother, like I said, that's a whole nother episode that that would take a while to unpack that. But just be encouraged that the Spirit has your back. He's fighting for you in prayer when you're dealing with depression, when you're sad. When you don't know what to pray, he's fighting for you. God, the spirit is fighting for you. He's interceding for you right now. So if those who are listening, if you're dealing with 
depression or you're dealing with suicidal ideation or you're dealing with frustration or you're dealing with um, just uncertainty about a situation. If you're dealing with anything, the Bible says to pray at all times, pray in the spirit at all times, um, to pray without ceasing. So whatever you're dealing with, approach God, seek the Holy. You could talk to the Holy Spirit. He's a person and ask him, would you please intercede for me about this thing? I don't know what to pray for specifically about this thing, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're dealing with depression, whether you're downcast, whatever type of emotion you have or mood you're in. I don't even know how to exactly articulate this whatever state you're in approach god if you don't know what to pray seek the holy spirit holy spirit help me please intercede for me about this i don't know what to pray please approach the father for me i i want to pray according to your will but i don't know how to with this particular thing in this situation please intercede for me and you could go to Jesus and ask him that as well, because you best believe those prayers will get answered. You best believe they will get answered. Because Jesus and the Holy Spirit pray according to the will of God. And I want to make it clear that, like I said, if you approach the Holy Spirit and be like, oh, your prayer request is getting a million bucks. And, oh, Holy Spirit, would you approach God to... Um, uh, and ask him and intercede for me to get a million dollars. It's like, no, that that's, that's surface level. That's, that's petty. I feel like, um, but Hey, if you're called to that awesome, but I'm talking about just the depth of seeking God's will with, with whatever it is, whether it's finances, whether it's a job, whether it's relationships, whether it's this, just a decision you're going to make, whether it's being more like Jesus, understanding the Bible more, um, whatever the prayers are, it's, a, it's about being according to the will of God and also our heart attitude in, um, in prayer. And I want to look up this scripture in, in James really quickly. And it talks about the motive of prayer. This isn't directly linked to th this Roman scripture, but um, I think it fits in what I'm trying to say here. Hold on, I'm looking for it right now. Okay, so I'm going to read from James chapter 4. James is convicting too, it's a very convicting uh, book. Um, let me see, James chapter 4. So it says uh, in verse 1 here, What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive. Because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says, The Spirit has made 
the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So the, the heart of what I wanted to share in James here is that about actually approaching God, you don't you do not have because you do not ask. So we can't complain that God hasn't provided something for us if we don't approach him and ask. Whether that's asking directly like a prayer to the Father or we're seeking the Holy Spirit to to um, intercede for us. And I believe he the Holy Spirit doesn't just do it when we ask him. I believe he does it on our behalf um, out of submission to the Father and love for us and desire for us to be more like Jesus. But asking, there's a huge, the Bible makes a huge deal about seeking, asking, seeking, knocking, about persistence in prayer. God uh, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So it's not like, all right, we just wait for the Holy Spirit to intercede for us and everything's going to be made perfect. It's like, let's seek him. Let's seek relationship with him. He he wants us to be close to him. He wants us to ask him. But when we ask, we need to have right motives. And that's why the Psalms are so, such a big deal. I've been memorizing scripture in Psalm 19. And it, uh, part of it says, who can perceive his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from hidden faults. Um, and uh, it mentions, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Uh, then I will be blameless and kept from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. believe that's verses 12 to 14 i might have misquoted that a little bit please double check that scripture everything i'm saying here uh study it um meditate upon it don't don't just trust my words search the scriptures like the bereans in act 17 um but yeah it's prayer is about seeking asking seeking knocking diligently seeking God, being persistent, trusting that we have a father who wants us to come to him and ask him things, but who wants us to seek him according to his will, who wants us to pray according to his will, and who wants us to be persistent, but he, he's after our motives. Prayer is, is a lot about motives. If we have a humble heart in prayer, most likely we're going to be praying according to the the will of God. If we're in humility, recognizing God is higher than us, that God is powerful, that he's bigger than our problems. He's bigger than the fears that we face, that he's able to answer any prayer, that nothing is too hard for him. Like it says in Jeremiah, that he loves us. We need to trust not, not that he just rewards those who seek him, but that he loves us and he desires to answer our prayers, obviously, when they're in accordance to his will. But he want, that's why he, he's so much about his will. Because when these prayers get answered, it's such, it's such life, it's life-giving. It's encouraging. And, and it's encouraging to those around us. 
and and I highly suggest y'all get a prayer journal. I have um, a prayer journal from Bless God Studios. Uh, you could go to Bless God Shop. It's a actual physical journal where it has you write out memory verses, prayer for others, personal prayers, um, things you're gonna do during the day. Um, what else? Um, what you're grateful for? Stuff like that. Um, I highly suggest you get that, or if you want the free version, like the PDF, um, you can get that and print that out. I highly suggest you use something like that because it's been really blessing me. I've been seeing the fruit of me writing down my prayers and then being answered. It's by, um, it's created by a YouTuber named Ruslan. He's a Christian YouTuber trying to contextualize the gospel in, especially in like the urban spaces and speak to people in the hip hop community, speak to Christians of different uh, backgrounds, people, especially men from like 18 to like 30. Um, he's really trying to reach. So, um, yeah, I highly suggest y'all get a prayer journal, whether the free one or the paid one, um, to help you and write down your prayers. Uh, it's, it's life-giving, seeing them answered. But yeah, like I was saying from James, our motives are essential in prayer. They're important to God. And people sometimes think Christianity is all about just doing good things and loving people. It's all just about love. Isn't that what every religion is about? No. It's, it's about the motive because part of the heart of Christianity is getting a new heart so that we do have right motives in the things we do. Because all of us know we have done maybe good things with, for wrong reasons. We might try to get attention for ourselves. Um, we, uh, yeah, we want everyone to look at us. We, we do it to take advantage of people. So in Christ, we get a new heart, not just to change our actions, but to change our motive. That's the whole point is we could be completely wrong doing, quote unquote, good works, but not have a right heart, not have faith, not have love for anyone. We could claim that we we loved our neighbor by baking them a pie, but it had nothing to do with agape love, worldly love. Oh, I, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. The heart of the gospel is we get a new heart, as it mentions in Ezekiel and Jeremiah. We get a brand new heart that has new desires, new thoughts, new attitudes, new motives. It doesn't just, we don't just completely change everything overnight. But part of the heart of the gospel is that we get a brand new heart that desires the things of God. And, and when we pray, we have right motives. When we do certain things, we have the motive of love and not the motive of, um, of uh, I don't know the word, lust or um, uh, being selfish, selfishness. Because that, that defines um, all of us who are outside of God. And even when we're believers, we need to be convicted of that because we could still be selfish. We still need to be renewed. We still need to be made more like Jesus. I know I do. I'm so selfish. I don't like admitting that. I could say that in in word, but when it comes to being corrected or or if I'm criticized or, you know, 
um, someone points out faults, it could be like, oh, yeah, I got it all together or I get upset. And it's like that's just showing the selfishness and that I'm wrong. Um, So prayer is about motives, but we could trust that the Holy Spirit always has the right motive, which is the will of God, which is to intercede for us according to the will of God and intercede for all of God's people according to the will of God. It's not just for one person. Like the Holy Spirit's not receiving too many requests. He's not interceding for too many people. He's able to uphold those prayers. He's able to interpret all of our hearts to know what we're really crying out for, to go on uh, behalf of us before God and say, God, they need your kindness right now. God, they need to know the gospel more right now. God, they need more patience. Lord, uh, they, they need to know the depths of the love of Jesus more. They're really asking about that, Lord. Would you please keep them and, and guard them and comfort them? Oh, and, I, and when we believe that and know that the Holy Spirit's doing that for us, and we see the fruit of that, it's like, whoa. Like, uh, is this is a win-win. I, I'm going to go through suffering, but it's not in vain. It's never in vain. It produces, there's always something that's good that comes out of it but that could be spun to be like oh let me just sin let me just pray however and the holy spirit's going to fix it it's like no we we have a responsibility to have right motives when we pray to check our hearts with the scriptures to let the scriptures read us to change our mindset to live in repentance not not so that we can be justified because we receive that by faith, but so that we can, so that we change, so that we're in alignment with the will of God, with the ways of God. Um, so we have a responsibility to take inventory of our heart and seek God and ask, hey, Lord, where's my heart at? Is my heart good soil or where do I need to change? That's why David was a man after God's own heart because he cared about the depths of his heart. He didn't just care about his actions. He cared about the words of his mouth because the words of our mouth reveal what's in our heart. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So David cared deeply about his heart toward God. He cared deeply about his motives. He cared deeply about what God thought about it. He cared deeply about the words and the meditation of his heart being acceptable to God. He cared most about that, despite his grievous sin. That's why he was a man after God's own heart. God gave him that heart to care about his heart, to care about his inner being, his soul, that it's well, that it's in accordance with the will of God, because he couldn't hide from God. He knew that. If God was to to count people's transgressions against them, their iniquities, their thoughts, their inner thoughts, Nobody could stand. So David cared about that because he knew just by his thoughts alone and his motives, he, he would be rightfully judged by God. So let's care. Let's be like pe- people like David to care deeply about getting wisdom in the secret heart, as it mentions in Psalm 51. Search me and know me, know my inner thoughts, not just my actions. I can't fake it with you, God. Please know my inner thoughts. Please know my motives and expose them and lead me in the way of everlasting. Not just expose them so I'm just afflicted and 
I have sorrow upon sorrow because because of all my evil thoughts but that you would lead me not just expose what's there that's not of god but that you would lead me in the way everlasting that you would lead me in the way of the will of god because if we if we're just stuck in god revealing the wickedness of our heart or our thoughts that are our anxious thoughts or um, our wrong motives that's condemning that's old covenant but when he leads us in the way everlasting which is in christ that we've been forgiven for our sin that we've been cleansed by the blood of jesus then true transformation takes place that's the blessing of the new covenant that we get a brand new heart and that we do the will of god that the fear of god has been put into our hearts and that we can have new motives that we no longer have to have the motive of of faking it of lust of selfishness but we can have the motive of love godly love laying our life down for the benefit of others loving god with all of our heart all of our soul all of our mind and all of our strength we can live this way it's not just possible it's it will happen we will live this way when we abide in the lord it's a guarantee for those who are in christ that we will bear much fruit it's a guarantee it's not maybe if we abide in christ we will bear much fruit if we seek the lord with our whole heart we will find him it's not god doesn't play guessing games he's serious about this when we live his ways and in his will we'll still suffer but we will bear much fruit always it's a guarantee god doesn't promise this and then pull our leg and we abide in him and then we're we're abiding and we're uh we're a fruit tree we're a peach tree and then we bear rotten apples it's not going to happen a good tree bears good fruit a bad tree bears bad fruit that's a guarantee if your tree is in christ if you're rooted and established in christ you will bear the fruit of christ likeness it's a guarantee i've repeated that word over and over again because like we we get so caught up in with i'm such a sinner i keep on going back to this sin and we don't talk enough about the guarantee of fruit in our life when we seek god when we keep it simple and say when we seek god with all of our heart when we abide in christ it's hard we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him but that's a guarantee of life of, of life-giving grace for us to live God's ways, for us to live like Christ. It's a guarantee, not that all of our problems are going to go away, but that we will live like Jesus. We will love the Lord our God. We will love people as our neighbors as ourselves when we abide in Christ. It's a guarantee. God's grace is um, uh, effectual in that way. That when we seek his grace, we come boldly to his throne of grace. When the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us, it's guaranteed to produce Christ-likeness. It's not going to produce fleshliness or selfishness. It will produce Christ-likeness. It will, always. Maybe not in the timing we want or in the way that we think it's going to happen, but it will produce Christ-likeness. It's a guarantee. That's the way God's word works. So I kind of went on a rant there, but just reminders, the spirit is divine. He helps us in our weakness. His help is sufficient and powerful. We don't know how to pray as we should. We, don't, we might not know what the words to say, 
but the Holy Spirit guides our manner, our, our, our heart, and our direction in prayer. So that's why we need to seek him, because his direction is always righteous and according to the will of God. Where we lack in wisdom and knowledge, the Holy Spirit fills in for us, not merely as a crutch, but as our interpreter to God, because the Spirit knows exactly what we need in our hearts and what our hearts are actually crying out for. And he interprets that to God for the benefit of our character, for the benefit of us being closer to God, for us knowing him more intimately. And the spirit, the spirit's prayers are perfect and powerful and effective and are always in accordance with the will of God. So I, I pray that this encouraged you. Um, I'm encouraged. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit intercedes for me and, um, just know that the Holy Spirit knows exactly what the burning of your heart is, what the groanings of your heart are. He can interpret it. He knows what it is. And he doesn't just um, just be like, oh, okay, I know, I know what it is. I'm not going to help them. Like He helps us. Jesus helps us. He always lives to make intercession for us. He doesn't leave us helpless. We've been given the helper to our advantage that, that Jesus is with us all times because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are one. Jesus is always with us. We might not see him face to face right now. We will one day, but the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. He's one with Jesus. He makes known to us the ways of Jesus. He helps us to see the love of Jesus. He helps us to be more like Jesus. He helps us to remember the things that Jesus has said. He leads us into all truth. He convicts us of sin. He convicts us of righteousness and of judgment. He takes the place of Jesus here, here on earth. He, he isn't Jesus, but he's just like Jesus because he teaches us about righteousness. That's what Jesus did when he was on the earth. He taught about sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now the Holy Spirit does that. And he teaches exactly in accordance with what Jesus taught and what the Father's will is because they're one. They're in perfect agreement. We can't lose with this, guys. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit manifest themselves to us. We are the new temple of God in the new covenant. This is really, really, really good news. Think, think about this to a Jew, though. They would be scared to enter. They couldn't enter if they didn't fit a certain description they weren't of Levi, of the house of Aaron, of the sons of Aaron. They weren't chosen to, to enter into the Holy of Holies. They, they were kept out. Not, and it wasn't just Gentiles. It was Jews. You, you had to have a specific marker to be able to enter into the Holy of Holies. Now all the people of God get to do that. And now God doesn't dwell in a place made with human hand, hands. He dwells in us. He made our bodies. He dwells in us, the Father, Son, and Spirit. He's manifested himself to us. When we believe in him, he manifests himself to us and he makes his home inside of us so that we might be the temple of God and people get to see God and come into his presence because he dwells in us. Not because we're good, but because Jesus has made us a temple 
that's clean, that's cleansed, that houses the presence of God because we've been made holy by Jesus. This is good news. This is really good news. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, Be blessed and know that the Holy Spirit and Jesus are interceding for you according to the will of God. And they never stop. They do this for, for our whole life. And we will see them face to face. We will be in the presence of the living God forever if we're in him. We will live because Jesus lives. And we will dwell within his presence forever. So be encouraged, church. Be encouraged, believer. That God, the Holy Spirit, is interceding for you on your behalf according to the will of God. He groans for you. He approaches God for you. He cries out for you. He hears you. He knows you. In Jesus' name. Once again, follow this podcast if you are encouraged. Share it with someone you believe it will encourage. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And and I just pray that you grow closer to God through this podcast. It's not my grace. I I don't give the grace of God. It comes from Jesus. So if you experience any transformation or any encouragement from the word or or it, it changes your actions and your minds, your thoughts, your attitudes, that is the grace of the Lord Jesus. You receive grace upon grace in him through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you to produce fruit. So thank him. Go to him in prayer and, and praise him and thank him. Go to him with thanksgiving and thank him for his his salvation, for his new covenant, the new covenant in his blood, for the good news of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, for good news of you being the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God in Christ, because of Christ. All right. Thank you all so much. And uh, hopefully we will record another episode soon. All right. Be blessed, y'all. And I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Knowing the Holy Spirit podcast. We hope you enjoyed and be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash knowing the depths of the gospel. That's patreon.com knowing the depths of the gospel. And if you'd like to give to this amazing work, you can contact Kyle on Cash App or PayPal. The Cash App handle is dollar sign KCarella46. That's K-C-A-R-E-L-L-A 46. Or on PayPal at paypal.me forward slash K-A-S-T-L-E-S 93. That's K-A-S-T-L-E-S 93. May the Lord grant you the grace, the understanding, and the relationship to know the power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit. We'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to the Knowing the Holy Spirit podcast. We hope you enjoyed and be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash knowing the depths of the gospel that's patreon.com knowing the depths of the gospel and if you'd like to give to this amazing work you can contact kyle on cash app or paypal the cash app handle is dollar sign k carella 46 that's k c-a-r-e-l-l-a 46 or on paypal 
at paypal.me forward slash K-A-S-T-L-E-S 93. That's K-A-S-T-L-E-S 93. May the Lord grant you the grace, the understanding, and the relationship to know the power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit. We'll see you here next time.